Hello everyone, welcome to the Divine Flow Pod. This is your host Kaimani Alaya. Well, since this is a new podcast, a new name, an introduction is mandatory. So, what is this Divine Flow Pod? So basically, Divine Flow was something, a name that just came to me, that flowed to me. And then a pod, a group of dolphins is called a pod. But it is also a short form for a podcast. So here we are. From what I can understand about flow in life is that sometimes we do learn and appreciate things that don't make any sense to our mind yet. But it's just trusting yourself your body and acting on it and just riding this magical wave of beauty so what are we doing over here so basically this is our space to talk to share stories and to explore the vast wildness that is available to us and dolphins are a symbol of joy so i think that is my deepest intention for you to feel joy and a profound sense of freedom and they are also blue so the color of the throat chakra which is perfect with this theme for the podcast so i'm so excited that you're here so i'll give a little background about myself and then dive into the topic the theme for today so i am a holistic health coach and life coach by profession i overcome and healed my 12 plus years old depression eating disorder anxiety and it turned out the root cause was trauma all sorts of trauma which i often write and share about my journey and um it was through the work of my teacher my guru liana shanti that i was able to move through these transformations and feel alive once again and be here sharing the story with you so that was my intro and now for today i have a topic to talk to you about so my process generally includes praying about things and waiting for guidance and acting on it and the topic that came to kickstart this pod was about situationships which to be honest i don't really want to talk about it but fuck it doesn't matter we are here we are doing it so let's go now if you don't know what situationships are that is awesome and i'm glad that you have never been in one or maybe you have been in one but never been able to put a label on it or perhaps you have seen these situationships around you but felt something is fishy so today i am sharing my experience of a situationship the background the whole story of it and key takeaways for you and you know it's 
so interesting how relationships any relationship ends up being a giant mirror for our own selves you'll see what i mean as we go ahead so basically a situationship is a relationship where one person is committed to the relationship wants it to work and the other person doesn't want to give it a label but enjoys the benefits of a relationship could be any form like emotional labor sexual anything but so what generally happens is that one person is trying to do more prove their worth so that they can get the approval of the other person and they can see their worth and finally they can be in a relationship but the other party just dissuades from it and yeah it's a lot of i think personally it's energetically a very low place to put yourself into where you are struggling for even the bare minimum and you're just trying to prove your worth for it and i think i wish for no person i think this is more common for women from what i know from my experience to be in this place to think that you don't matter i think that's no one should ever feel that way so anyway the story begins in 2015 board exams are over and i have few months until college begins so and one mechanism of dealing with my chronic mental health issues was talking to strangers and in that lieu i stumbled upon the world of dating apps now i thought it was just like you're talking to strangers that's it i didn't expect anything much or just anything just was like yeah okay whatever trying for a day but during that process i met someone and we connected he asked me a question and being the filmy nerd that i was i answered with a movie dialogue and it apparently was from one of his favorite movies ever and we hit it off from there so of course like always i deleted the app like done dusted over and uh, we continued our conversation on instagram i'm not sure like somewhere like that a social media platform and it was nice we had a lot of things in common music and all the things we started talking we started talking every day eventually and became friends and i was like maybe he's the one for me and at that time how old i was maybe i had just turned 18 and i was like maybe you know what i can see myself getting married to him because i just want to date if i'm not marrying the person like like if it doesn't happen that's okay but i always had like okay if i don't see that potential in a relationship i don't want to invest into that that much which is ironic as you would hear the rest of the story anyway so we started talking and uh he had this habit where he would 
compare me to other girls, my friends even, and just always draw comparison. And he was into music and just, yeah, in, I think, in her second year of college or something like that. And, yeah, it was interesting and he taught me a lot about music and told me about different artists and there was a lot of conversations about Etcher and so that was that and yeah it was interesting I thought okay we are from the same family cultural background it would be okay and you know well the thing was I hadn't met him in person yet but anyway as fate would have it his favorite director had this amazing movie being released and the stars were in the town and at that time i used to read the ht city the entertainment magazine and they had this contest that you have a chance to meet them so i went ahead sent in my entry and for like whole day i was like thank you god thank you god that this came through thank you god i got the invitation to visit this place and of course the universe helped and i got selected but the obstacle was that what would i tell at home why am i going outside so i made this whole story up like oh a friend want this but she can't go so i'm going in her place and just like the whole story and then for the first time ever i was out in the city by myself using public transportation the metro and in a new city altogether so it was empowering in a way and i was there had the conversation gave away letters to the celebrities like one of the actors i really admire and i was like i really want to become an actress like you anyway that's like all side note stories so eventually i was able to get autographs of these people but not of the director because he went off early and i was so sad because i had cut out these baby pink heart um, i don't know what textured paper in heart shape to get an autograph for this person i really liked and so i did that and i thought oh he went away so i was over there at the ground floor eating donuts crying praying writing in my journal and then i see this person director and i leave my bag and everything and i just run behind it i'm like hey excuse me my boyfriend is a big fan can i please get an autograph and i got one so that was my um ticket my gift to ask out this person when i meet him in person so i did that eventually but what happens is when you see someone in a picture when you see couple of their pictures and when you see them in person people can look a bit different so for a second i was taken aback i was like what happened like this person in 3d looks entirely different than what they looked like it wasn't like a huge uh change but the vibe completely shifted i'm like what happened but then i was like oh it's the same person i liked so i'll just continue with it and whatever and this went on for a while he knew that i liked him and everything and then one day out of the blue he says i love you and i take that as a statement of 
we are in a relationship i go to the gurudwara and i'm like thank you god and please protect us and everything but turns out that was a i love you as a friend so that clarification later was a little hurtful then this on and off continued where he would insist that we talk for longer and you know uh and would want to talk to me and i would encourage him and his musical path and to use his gifts more to and just the whole process of it and he would listen to what i am doing and yeah so it was like having a really nice friend that's what i thought the case was anyway so he downloads tinder and on this dating app he meets a girl and tells me he's talking to this girl and wants to date her and then at the same time he would tell me i love you and i'm like what is happening like out of the whole day of what of the time you're awake you're talking to me for so many hours and then you're telling me you love me and i do all these things for you and now you want to date this girl and then the complication in this story was that i had a school friend who was in the same college as him so and he would always compliment her and be like oh she looks this way you look this way and it was just bizarre and i just felt all the ugly emotions i was like why are you comparing me classic I think all the projections of the mother moon and father moon and abandoned moon and rejection moon like everything coming up. Anyway, I asked him out a couple of times and he refused and I think it mostly happened after he said I love you. So that was that. One particular incident I remember is he didn't he was an insomniac maybe perhaps and i had to go on a trip the next day but i was like i had to wake up early morning when i was like screw it i'll talk to him all through the night and i did and i could barely and for this trip it was like to a religious place back then and it was like a 14 kilometer hike up the mountains and i had barely slept and i was like wow how far would i go just to talk to someone because they want to and because i want to and it's my choice but completely bypass my need for sleep and the case with me was if i don't sleep for like two days or something i start feeling sick like that good sleep is like a necessity for me and back in those days more so because of the eating disorder and just everything that was in the picture anyway so all in all things were going like this certain days were really good certain days not so much and then added my mother to the picture who didn't like me talking to this guy and yeah just adding the extra family angle that if you're dating someone you're bad or good cause to treat people or you know just the whole shame that comes from the process anyway so that was there but eventually what happened was um i was at my grandparents place my parents were away for work for like two months or so i had just started college so i was just over there and this person calls me and it's like listen why don't you understand no one can love you 
you're not lovable and you're writing your writing sucks and you love look ugly and your laugh is weird and you'll forever be alone and that really broke my heart that made me feel angry and i was like after everything i have done for you this and yeah but it was kind of that why because love had to be earned when you did things for them so i kind of sounded like a bitter housewife after 25 years of marriage was like after everything i have done for you just to is frustrated and annoyed and while this wasn't even a real relationship so what the fuck was going on and this term didn't even exist in 2015 from as far as i am aware situationship but that was what this was a relationship based out on a situation where one partner partner doesn't want to commit and the other will do anything and everything so that the other partner commits and chooses them and loves them like how the meditative gray quote from i don't remember the series name just anyway where she says it grays on it on me pick me choose me love me you know that why so all the feels and everything i remember crying at various metro stations i think that's my most recurring memory of my college days so kind of sad but okay anyway back to this topic after he said that it broke my heart but after a while I realized and my friends totally hated him after that because yeah because they wanted to protect me and love me and everything and after a few years I was actually very grateful that he said those things to me because he literally verbatim said everything that I internally thought of myself and it was like a gift in disguise i was like he just mirrored back every limiting belief that i had about myself so yeah and i remember during moments of self doubt and everything just like even after like one or two years like just randomly calling him and asking hey what was wrong with me and he would answer nothing he in fact apologized for the whole episode he was like i just wanted to send you away but i also wanted to be a friend and i didn't know how to word it properly so this felt like the best way to just send you away from me and i was like oh okay i forgive you like this was where i was back then so yeah <sighs> there were more elements to the story which we can leave apart but all in all relationships are giant mirrors so what are your relationships telling you and when you look at their messages yes some of them are projections but you know some of them are also 
pure reflections of our own internal monologue it's like a the quote from perks of being a wallflower we accept the love we think we deserve and i thought maybe i don't deserve love and it just feels so sad to say that like everyone deserves love like my our teacher like my teacher liana shanti and i hope if you're listening to some of you also are her students and those of you who aren't i pray that you become her students in jesus as well anyway that um yeah that i am love so this is the whole journey of this situation ship and yeah i think uh, the key elements that i want to talk about this whole thing is that in what state of mind you would be as a person to be in the state where you are just seeking for validation and just to be loved and just trying to prove that you are worthy of being loved and life doesn't work that way we energetically become magnets for really toxic relationships and if you haven't checked out on my substack i have my surviving narcissistic abuse relationship the whole series on it so yeah with every relationship or situation ship the lessons got even harder and harder and more painful and the core theme all along was that i had to value myself i had to value what i brought to the table i had to see what were my own toxic traits and examine them and heal them and work on them and take accountability for them at the same time just learning to put myself first to not being called names he used to call me different names in like in a joking way and i would just accept it but deep down i didn't like it sometimes i would say something about it and i'm like you don't understand how it feels and he is like here you go with the nagging again it was i'm literally telling you it just seemed like a very typical patriarchal husband housewife situation where like the wife seems she's uh, ranting and yeah it's just uh, toxic all of it and all this while this was a situationship i think i did get texts and phone calls and emails from him after i put solid boundaries and he was like um come be my friend again you're so incredible i want you in my life again and just all this stuff so that was that and yeah it was just a very interesting and unique experience in itself and i wish for no one to ever have this experience because it's very low frequency i think people say that it's okay you know there are different kinds of relationships and yeah they do exist but do they align with your highest life path i think humans survive on a sense of community and security and when 
you are not secure in a relationship when you are not secure within yourself you can't feel secure in a within a relationship so it has to begin from us in fact um liana shanti in one of her new moon manifesting programs has these statements replacement statements that we write out and for a lot for a long time my statement that i used was i am lovable and yeah i think that and then i thought maybe this is you know just specific to the relationship but just reviewing that this was years back i can see the patterns now how this was directly related to my inner children feeling that they have to prove their worthy of love otherwise they won't be loved they have to do something to be loved otherwise they won't matter and no matter what they do they would never be enough and i attracted this pattern so as sad as that is i am so happy and grateful that i'm able to share this experience with you so that if any young woman or any even guy is listening to this and has had such a relationship a situationship can be like fuck that i get to choose my own story i get to determine my own value and truly believe in it deep down it's okay this relationship didn't work where i lowered myself to this level i think there is this huge aspect of self forgiveness involved in this whole process because you have to literally forgive yourself for what you brought onto yourself not consciously but unconsciously but also how much did you lower yourself just to get scraps while you deserve whole thousand flower rose bouquets and more every single day of your life well perhaps i would like a rose garden more than a rose bouquet or probably i'll take both of them but flowers are amazing either way <laughs> so there's that but i think there is so much freedom and joy available when we can see oh here is my pattern i see you i caught you and then you go and seek your inner child and love and hold them and remind them that they have always been worthy and capable so you know what just if you're working and doing something you can come back to this later but if you're just sipping some organic chai latte hopefully it's a plant-based milk or drinking your cacao you can get a piece of paper real quick and think of a friendship or a relationship with anyone with the teacher with your florist like your barber it just pick any one that comes to your awareness and examine the pattern of your awareness where you felt inferior where you felt like you didn't matter where you were constantly compared and criticized and offer love to that version of yourself and think about how this pattern has existed over your life 
this is just one example of a, how a situation played in my life and remember there was a writer who wrote about it a lot i don't remember his name anymore didn't line with the vibe anymore so been years i have followed him with something from edge so horico jones maybe yeah that was it and reading his words i felt so validated back then because i think like, he exactly understands the mind fuckery that goes on in this dynamic because you are expectant you are hopeful but at the same time you are afraid of rejection and you are just trying to do everything you can so that you can be in a relationship because the thing is you're not trying to prove your worth every single time but you show up every day you're there for them and you do things for them and you want the best for them right and there are some days which are really really nice when you're not thinking when you're not questioning because in a situation ship the mantra from the other person who doesn't want to commit would be let us just enjoy what we have right now and i think the um, difference between the no strings attached and situationships is that no strings attached is just like no emotional bonding and just sexual encounter relationships right but situationships have this affective and deep emotional bonding a factor too and there could be other factors involved too so basically there are strings attached which calls for a cord cutting um my teacher liana shanti has one in her reels check it out and it's really powerful and really helpful so yeah we get cords attached to people and situations like these so this was that Mm-hmm. wow this was a lot to process for even me because the thing with flow is or when i'm doing or co-creating something is i have no idea what is going to flow through me or what images would i get it's just a process where there is a lot of deep surrender involved there is no script it's just what does this moment call for and showing up with that level of authenticity and love so as i'm recording today i hope that you feel loved with where you are today and are able to love yourself because here's the thing we are our most important precious relationship like of course the relationship with jesus that comes first and foremost but uh, at the start of this year i had that epiphany from jesus where he said you need to trust yourself to trust me and over the years i have over the years oh what yeah i think this year has felt like a couple of years already not months but years like such dynamic energies anyway i digress but through the processing of that what 
I'm realizing is the deeper I connect with myself, the unconditional love that already exists within me, the better my relationship with Jesus gets. The better I get with receiving His love in my life and His guidance in my life. And no matter where we are, we always have our own selves. So it's better that we start connecting with ourselves at a more deeper level before rushing on to relationships even before we are ready because if you if you have listened to my story till now i had major mental health issues which were already there doesn't mean that i can't be in a relationship not at all but that does mean that i need to be accountable for what i'm bringing into that relationship right because my mental health conditions already existed and this relationship exasperated that and brought forward more things to it and in some ways made it more worse right but if i am not healed or if i'm not responsible for my own self or what i am going through how can i show up for the other person in the most loving way because i would be bringing forward my own wounds but showing grace to my younger self back then i didn't know that we could heal that depression could end i thought this is like a lifelong thing and i was just looking for answers how to deal with that so that's there too and yeah so do i hate this person no i think when we hate someone we're just giving them extra energy and that's not needed um it just i think uh, this was a joke between my, me and my sister she uh, pretty recent actually she still hates and just like i rose at the name or the reference of this person or this part of my life because she clearly remembers when i showed her the picture i'm like see him it's him and you know this he sounds so good and just yeah uh, putting him on the high horse and she was like no her intuition was like my sister is going to get heartbroken and so i did and i think this is also a very common thing for wounded empaths like we have our radar broken for other people we can have this really nice intuition of what feels aligned but when it comes to our own lies it just feels like we can't trust ourselves in fact it was so that i had friends tell me just never choose who you marry by yourself because you have make terrible decisions and that was true for that time but why i made terrible decisions i didn't know that because it's like one of my friends said it how could you be so dumb while being so smart and that's how i felt and i think most of you can relate to that for that refer to liana shanti's narcissism healing program the first session is absolutely free and it's life changing and powerful so with that 
I don't know. Are we at an end point yet? Or can we go on for longer? Or is there more to share? Hmm. Some things take time to feel into. And sometimes I don't even know all the answers. And I think you can relate to it. But we can always ask questions. Because I feel when we ask, we receive. And it's just uh, opening the space for truly knowing what we desire. But ultimately, there's also this concept of, uh, you know, young girls just being flattered by older guys because if i'm talking about myself at 18 like just turned 18 i wasn't even fully developed yet like into my womanhood yet and this person in second year was like yeah had already gone through the whole process because when you're just coming out of school i can't relate to any of the TV shows where you know kids in high school look like models no you're just still going through this process of puberty and it's uh, ongoing so that so coming to a young adult and then you know fully transitioning into your womanhood it's a process and if there is a guy who is coaxing you or a girl who is coaxing you who is older and saying things like oh you're so pretty oh you're so hard and in this case the guy was only two years older but in some cases where i have seen the guys are really older like five or six years i think that is totally a grooming strategy that is used which i think my ex-boyfriend really did with me and that worked because this innate because the truth of all is that most of humanity isn't loved unconditionally so we go out in the world seeking validation seeking love because it's just such an innate need and it's just that but you know what the thing about self-love that i found so interesting is that it is a capacity that has to be built. If you have never experienced it, how can you embody it? It's really tricky to do that. So that's why if you have a teacher who embodies unconditional love like Liana does, you have so much possibility available to you because yeah you see through her how unconditional love looks like and feels like the capacity to love ourselves does not build in isolation it builds through our relationships and just the fact it is absent in so many of teenagers young adults or even people who are in their 40s 50s and 60s and hundreds is because they never experienced true love to begin with so yeah young girls if you're listening to this 
take care of your heart first deepen your relationship with your own self have your needs and non-negotiables in order no matter who you're in a relationship with if you have a nighttime routine and you know that you need to go to bed at say 12 32 feel your healthiest every day do that don't push your nighttime routines or just your deadlines or what works for you for the other person because you can only give so much at some point you start running in deficit and that deficit starts to eat you up and it makes you feel bitter and bitterness has no place in our highest life but it's also a very uncomfortable feeling I don't feel it's godly at all. I don't feel it's hard expansive at all. And God didn't create us to feel inferior. God created us to be in love, to feel love, to carry out his work in our lives. So go out there, be love feel deep into your heart and find the courage to say no to relationships where you have to lower down yourself business family friendship any kind of relationship and also do not lower yourself in your own eyes if you have a dream do not say it's impossible for yourself like don't do that don't gaslight your own self don't be another person who doesn't believe in you go on believe in yourself hype yourself up your dreams matter and by the grace of god stay away from any and all situationships now and forever because they do take a toll on your self-worth and your self-esteem and then if you already have a mental health issue which you haven't healed oh boy it's gonna exasperate to a really bad degree so don't do that like that's my recommendation and i hope you feel deeply deeply loved and cherished and with this I'm closing off today's episode of the Divine Part and I'm excited to see whatever flows next and may you have amazing time in your week and you make time for joy and your wellness and self-care and do something fun just for the sake of it. Maybe put on music right now and dance just because you're happy to be alive and if you don't feel that way it's okay there is hope and i'm sure that when you hold on to that hope there is always possibility of feeling completely and deeply and iridescently in love with life you deserve nothing less than that so signing off take care bye bye talk soon